0: To Service Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the on the ground experience that we're living and breathing with our serviced accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes, so you can learn from those and thrive on our success. Hi there, guys, it's Sally here with Service Accommodation Secrets, the podcast. So this week in our essay community and um, my WhatsApp group and other friends and colleagues in service accommodation have been having a few issues and thoughts about their essay businesses because it's a challenge to get their revenue right even though they're quite booked up. And so some people are literally at break even. Some people are uh, below uh, costs so they're not making any money. And because we're in a privileged position of actually being profitable, I thought I would share some things that we are doing to help make it work. Because it is still a challenging time in COVID-19 lockdown, there's no doubt about it. And I think if it showed anything, lockdown really showed that the strong market throughout even the time that we were only allowed to have key workers, that contractors in particular you know infrastructure type workers are really important to our industry because a lot of the service industries and corporate kind of guests can work from home don't need to stay anywhere couldn't travel obviously and there's still a large amount of restrictions and there's still quite a lot of issues with contracting type jobs so I've got 11 points I'm going to go through specifically to do with helping you increase your revenue and also your profitability because it's also to do with costs as well and still provide a really great service and really be in demand from people who want to come and stay in your property but also bear in mind that there are some issues to do with things like developments and you know any kind of local authority or you know like we have in our area where I actually live is West Sussex County Council do roads and things like that kind of infrastructure whereas we have district councils who do other types of local authority work and you know assistance for the community and the remit is different for the various bodies essentially so you're going to have different types of contractors, uh, you're going to have demolition, you're going to have this, sort of, you know, basic preparation of sites. But then, you know, everything down to all the trades with finishing off properties for builds, there's going to be commercial needs. So we've got contractors who are working in the hospital, fulfilling needs there to do with, you know, structural staff and supply of oxygen and so forth. So, there's a lot of logistical difficulties in the contract market in my experience so companies that aren't on site when they think they would have been it's switched at the last minute materials that are not coming in machinery that can't be put in the right place at the right time so i'm going to go through some things that are going to help you with that and from my experience and see how that will aid your business moving forward because a lot of people are kind of teetering on you know is it actually time to give up or can i carry on and if you implement these things i think it's going to help massively because it's really helped us a lot so one of the key things the first thing is monday to friday contractors the people who've got that but they're not making money second thing is revenue management if you're using something like Price lamp, some key things to put in there next thing is occupancy logistical ways to manage that next thing is kind of obvious but you know there are different ways that you can manage it so providing a service that's so good that people just want to keep coming back to your property if you're looking at your weekends compared to your Monday to Friday stays a few things to bear in mind to help you with that to stay you know do your due diligence and stay in a de-risked kind of operational mode if you like and there's a few things you can open up yourself to. Uh, The logistics of cleans and things in COVID-19 with Monday to Friday stays all those kind of things and the costs. Thinking about your channel managers about the automation and how to manage these stays that aren't constant. How to get in touch with potential guests who you know maybe contractors and finding more people to attract them to stay the next thing so nine is about developing relationships how do you go about that um some things just don't happen overnight so it might feel like nothing's happening but it is if you keep cultivating that Next thing, number 10, is to keep marketing and doing content marketing. And the next thing is to really make sure you've got some accreditation behind you and you've done all your risk assessments, you're up to date with everything that's required of us in the industry and that you can show you're doing that. So it gives confidence to potential guests. So the first thing really is if you've got Monday to Friday guests, but you're not actually profitable, Um, That's gonna be 16 days per month. Now you could say that's a basis for being at break even, but actually the ideal is to still be profitable on Monday to Fridays and then that means that your weekends that you're looking to get booked from people maybe staycation maybe people who you know need to visit family that kind of thing maybe people who've already self isolated for two weeks so we had this from a family who came landed at gatwick so we're quite near gatwick airport that worked really well they could stay for actually it was an extended weekend so Really, if you're thinking in terms of contractors, yes, some of them will have well, all of them will have a fixed budget. But it's like, how do you manage that? Really, during the depths of lockdown, we were charging people rates that did just cover costs or slightly below it because it was really hard for people. So we have had some, well, one particular guest is still with us. Another one went towards the middle end of July. But we had had to start increasing our rates and actually say to them, look, I'm really sorry, but we can't continue it's not sustainable for us to be operating below cost and at cost we have to increase our rate and at that point the thing is that if they can't afford that budget then it's better to market to get people who can or there are different ways to attract the people who can but think about how you can manage those guests and there are different ways you can do that in order to make it profitable but if you say to them that this is the rate and they're kind of like well i don't really have that it may be that you need to start charging per person rate if you're not so if you're charging a flat rate you need to increase it a little bit per person and if it's contractors that might be 10 12 whatever pounds or it might be 30 it depends where you are in the country and i know that different companies expect to pay different amounts depending on the market rates in the area So one of the things we'll get to later is if people really like your property, they're going to try and insist to return. So that's a good way to keep that coming. But yeah, say to people, I really have to have this rate. And then if they can't afford it, then you've know you got that push-pull because you might say, well, they're the only thing keeping me going. But actually, they're keeping you at break-even or loss-making. So you need to actually either get them to pay more, work out ways that they can actually be viable which I'll go to next or get different guests market to different guests because you know what do you do so the second thing is your revenue management so if you're using something like price labs um, one of the key things that we've done is actually set a minimum because although I might want to be occupied I don't want to be occupied at any cost my property is not me um so If it falls below a certain level, I know, particularly in COVID with the cleaning costs being high, that if the rate goes below a certain level, there's actually no point. It's going to cost me money to run it. So that's a balance to strike. And one of the really important things as well is to think about the costs that you have. So manage the way that you have your price labs and things set and think about you know future bookings and things we've got a booking for next june now whether it'll still be there next june i don't know but we reached out to the guests because it was just this week and it's a really nice like nightly rate massive like three times what we normally charge because price labs did that and so that's fine don't mind that but you know if it gets too low because you've had um you know, that's just where the algorithm works. And perhaps you've had a lower occupancy. You need to be monitoring that and put in what you are happy to have. So that means you absolutely have to know what your costs are. So you really need to know what your complete break-even is, at what point you're now making a loss. And there are things that you can do to actually jiggle with that. Number three is to do with occupancy, but also to do with the service that you provide. So number three, occupancy. If you've got several apartments and one company is occupying that batch of apartments or houses as a company, it may be that actually they should be in fewer of your properties, but you should have single beds set up in there. So you've got a higher occupancy per property, but you've got those bookings, but then you've got other properties you can now get booked out with perhaps higher revenue earning guests. So if you are in a location where people could come for a break, then that would be another market to start marketing to. But if you're always full of the same contractors, you're kind of stuck with that low rate, but the full occupancy during the week. So that's not workable, is it? So we've got to change that to increasing the occupancy per property to whatever it has capacity for and what they will agree to work with with you on so if they can't afford the higher rate say okay well what we can do is have in this double room have two single beds or you might have a larger living area that is a bedroom that you could have additional beds in and it really depends on your guests and what they're happy to pay and what they're happy to do in terms of their lifestyle if they all work together chances are they won't care um, especially if you give them some beer and things like that or whatever they request and if they like it in your property then you know they'll work with you now bottom line is it's not really uh, an angle for you to, to say to them, look, I'll go out of business otherwise, you can sort of try that. And some people say, you know, let's work together, make each other strong, sort of, you know, book to help out, if you like, but I wouldn't really go on that. I'd go more on the appeal of your property, your reliability, your amazing service. They know you already. And so if you can reconfigure what you're offering, if you can't do that, can you reduce your cost? Could you appeal to them in a way that makes their life a lot easier. If they're leaving every Friday and they have to take all of their stuff away, could you negotiate a little bit extra from them to then stay all the time but have fewer cleans? So maybe a fortnightly or a three-weekly clean. So that would be a lower cost for you because if you're not getting booked out on weekends anyway, um, but perhaps if you've got more people in fewer of your properties, that could be a different way forward. And you know, it's a bit of a juggling act, I think, and negotiation. You have to be willing to go with what you will and won't do as well though, because we've had some guests who still stay keep trying to drive the price down. And I'm like, no, um we're not gonna do that in the nicest possible polite way. Because honestly, if they aren't going to pay it, then they can't stay and i love having all these guests who are really happy but ultimately there's no point if you're not making money so it's something that you need to take control of and work out the best way forward the costs if you're not cleaning as much or maybe if you say to them you know you'll drop off linen less frequently it depends if you've got minimums with your laundry company that's another way your laundry and everything is a little bit less as well because if you're cleaning every Friday ready for potential vacation guests every weekend and they're not coming if your contractor regulars could pay a little bit more but pay for the extra nights then they have all the release of all the hassle of packing everything up they can leave stuff there they can you can clean around their staff or well, your cleaning team will when they're not there so that gets rid of the covid risk because you've got an empty property for at least say 24 hours or even if you want to leave it three or four as some guidance says then that's okay so it's going to reduce your cost but increase your revenue a certain amount so those things are good unless you want to completely alter your target market if you can according to your location so that's a slightly different challenge but we're lucky we do have a mix of guests so we've got some guests who aren't so much vacation but they need to quarantine so that guarantees you a 14 night stay essentially but that might be partly because we're near Gatwick so we have that as well but you know if people are coming to family but they can't see them first because perhaps they've come from overseas or might be moving here we had one guest who needed to quarantine they had quarantine and then they needed a four-night stay before then taking on a new property. Well, actually, they needed seven, but we didn't have it. So that's another thing. Work with people in your area so you can find people places um, if you don't have availability because that can help you in several ways. And it makes life a lot easier for the guest if they don't then have to go through Airbnb and booking.com and everything. You're keeping them in your loop and helping out people in your area as well that can just be you know if you're preparing for all these weekends then that can be full-on if you want to slightly change up what you're doing have a really good think about whether you can work out a different target market that's another thing to think of that's actually an extra because that wasn't on my list Um, number four is if you make it so easy for your guests when they stay if they really like it when they stay they're going to say to their company can I keep staying here and you know, they just love it. And we've got some contractors who we've now referred to colleagues who I think hosted them a long, long time ago, but they've been staying with us all summer. But then they had a couple of weeks where they were a bit intermittent because of site issues and so forth. And then we had another set of contractors book and different things happened. So now we don't have any space for them, but they were really happy coming to where we are because their site's really near and they really like the property. So, You know, some companies will say, oh, my guys really like Premier Inn or Travel Lodge, but actually an apartment is so much nicer for them because they can just chill out so much more and they do seem really happy coming to apartments. So if you can make everything great for the guests so that they actually really want to keep coming back to you and it's worth them paying a little bit more, it's worth the company paying a little bit more if they have that budget, then that's going to be really helpful. You know, if you can make it easy if they have difficulty. So being flexible is one thing that's going to cost you money, but make them more likely to book because if you're not flexible and you're difficult because you're trying to hang on to the money, you'll probably lose them as a customer if they're a smaller concern. But you know, their contractors. It's a real balance. And I think you just have to feel your way. But I would talk to people, don't just email them. Don't just text them, actually call them, get their feedback, find out if they're okay, what's going to make their life easy? What's going to make it more tricky? You know, is there anything that happened that you'd rather didn't happen when you stayed do you need an extra key what is it that's going to make it much easier for you to come back and you'd like to stay so all of those things so number five yes open your calendars up for one night stays if you want to so some of the guys were saying since they put in a two night minimum then they're not getting bookings through booking.com and obviously, if you get a one-night stay from Booking.com, particularly at the weekend, you're opening yourself up to potential parties and place being trashed. So there's a few things you can do just as an individual. So if you're taking direct bookings, that's one thing. Obviously, you take it all on board. Booking.com don't do anything in terms of verifying guests as far as I have ever been able to tell Airbnb are slightly better but not really a lot they do have some support if there are issues but I'd rather just have direct bookings and then you take it all on board yourself but whichever you do make sure your guests sign T's and C's and know what they are know what the house rules are and that way if they break them you can get them to leave straight away and if you get them to upload their id that's great then you can also check their social media and you know just generally find out if they are who they say they are or it might be that it's a fraudulent booking so through booking.com we take payment up front so sometimes if you send a payment link to a guest you never hear from them again so some people if you're taking payment via booking.com afterwards really make sure you try and get a deposit and that way you'll know if people are real because you can say although it might be a virtual credit card you might say okay i appreciate that but i need to take a refundable deposit from you and if that puts them off then they don't really want to come and stay partly because they know they lose their deposit and you can pre-authorize that you can do it through a payment link bank transfer is probably easiest Perhaps guests are less keen to do that. We find people actually don't mind doing that. It's nice and straightforward. But it depends what you've got set up in terms of whether it's Stripe, we use Take Payments, or just your bank details on your invoices. So those kind of things help protect you. But also we're trialing guard hog slash super just a standard membership that you have for £3 a month and £5 per property. And they do a free month which means that they verify a guest for you, which means that it will flag up if they're not necessarily the best guest to have, in which case you can say you decline the booking and you can tell Booking.com why and they'll have to, you know, respect that. And also, if you don't get verified, then you wouldn't get the guard hog covered. So don't then take the booking. If you've taken on guard hog or, or super hog, I'm not sure which is which, but anyway, Super. Um, if you have a verified guest, you have a virtual deposit up to £500 and you also have cover beyond that. So if somebody has a party, you're covered. Now you're going to have all the logistical nightmare of sorting that out, but at least you wouldn't be out of pocket. So, you know, it's, hopefully you wouldn't because you've got a verified guest but then on the other hand you can't guarantee that so we still get guests to sign our guest registration and sign t's and c's upload id anyway so put your due diligence in place if you're going to get yourself opened up to one night stays which may actually help people search and find you and therefore book longer you know they might book two or three nights at the weekend Which brings me to the next thing, number six, is the logistics of the COVID-19 clean. So we are still, where we can, having a 24-hour absolute minimum, but we have had a tricky thing where we've had an overlap, so we've just had to do it. Our cleaners going in with their agreement and full knowledge after four hours. So I believe it's Airbnb, so three hours after guest checkout. But I think... Four hours is our minimum, but really we want 24. And sometimes we do have 72 hours just to protect your cleaning team, really. So it's up to you what you do. Now, obviously, if you have 72 hours, that is your whole weekend anyway. So you're going to lose out in terms of your revenue. But if you do 24 hours, that can work really well. You've still got two nights that you can do or you can do one clean four hours after with perhaps regular guests who regularly come the other one will have 24 hours. It is a bit of a balance, but make sure you've got your COVID-19 procedures in place. And one thing that was actually going to be number 11 is make sure you get something like the AA COVID Confident Accreditation or good to go with Visit Britain. We've got those two already and just working out which other one we're going to do, potentially quality and tourism they are still waiting waiting for a document from somewhere. But as long as you're doing these things and guess see that and you're recording the fact you're doing enhanced cleans you have a whole process that means that people will be confident to book with you and more confident for the staycation market because you know people worry about that kind of thing they're like well shall we go away i don't know is it even going to be clean so if you've got that kind of badge and you're upholding it because you can have spot checks that will help with confidence i'm sure number eight is that if you have people staying Monday to Friday, you might be having an admin nightmare. I don't know if you've got help. Some of you will have property managers, VAs and all sorts of people, or you might just be there, quite new, thinking, what do I tell my channel manager? So one of the girls in our group, in our WhatsApp group, was saying, what do I do? Because the guest is going to get multiple emails automatically because they're Monday to Friday for a month. So just make sure you know how that works and... If you can actually turn off your automation so that you summarize the stay. So, say if you have Monday to Friday, so this is a specific channel manager thing, but it, you know, it might be useful for some of you because you're thinking the guest is going to get email bombed. So, what's going to happen is that they'll get all of these emails for a month's stay, but they're actually only staying Monday to Friday. So, make sure that you turn off your automation, summarize four stays, so Monday to Friday times four, and then depending on what you've agreed to invoice, you might actually invoice weekly, or just invoice once a month. But try and cut down your admin is what I'm trying to say so that the guest doesn't receive email bombs because if you do that to guests they tend to just ignore everything you send and you're going to have some key information to send them. So try and cut down on that and also make your life easier and just you know figure out what to do in your channel manager so you know what's happening or train your staff. The next thing is that you might also actually within money, I'll just add something else create statements, monthly statements, and chase companies for money if they're not paying you as well um if you're invoicing um thirty days later or you might be you know saying, "I need the money straight away with direct bookings, I would always do that, but with corporate agents we work with as well, it might be thirty days terms from invoice or check in. So chase that, make sure you chase the money that you're owed as well. So the next thing, nine is, if you're not getting people staying or if the people staying aren't paying enough, just find out all the companies near you if you haven't already and just ring them up and see if they normally use hotels and see if they'd like to use your apartments because they're so much better than hotels, particularly during this time, you know, they're self-contained, you're following all the rules they would be safe secure and have a nice home from home and so think about that and if you don't want to just pick up the phone if you have somebody working with you like a va colleague anyone get them to do it but actually once you start doing it the more you do it the easier it is to do it and you can have a script as well to work out what to say in case you get a bit lost or in case your va is going to get a bit lost but also you can look on LinkedIn to find out people's positions in companies so that you can know a little bit about them beforehand. You know, you can look at their website, see what they're doing. Some people are winning contracts, so they're going to need places to stay. We started to have inquiries from corporate agents, just putting feelers out about things, which really takes me to my next thing. Number 10, develop relationships with people. And it may be that they're a slow burn. So we've got two guests staying currently for six weeks full rate in separate properties and we first spoke to them before lockdown in March and we really nurtured the conversations really helped they're from overseas so they had to self-isolate first. and I was like well this may happen may not but you're just nice to people and really think about how you'd like to be treated if you were coming to somewhere you've never been to before what you need to know what you need help with what you need support with so we've provided that and make sure that once they come you do provide what you say you're going to provide as well so these guys they're great and I'm having a zoom call with them later because these guys are thinking of how to manage a longer term stay so it's one to two years so it's like working out what we can do in that situation so that's what I'm doing and you know although it's semi-passive with SA when you've got systems and people working with UVAs It's good if you want to really get through lean times, get through difficult times and then really start building up how you're going to expand to really cultivate everyone that you come in contact with to see if you can help them. You're coming from a place of service and that's really strong with me. I'm really coming from a place of where can I help you? What do you need to actually achieve what are your requirements what are your pain points what is it that i can do for you and if you come from that place then you know you work out solutions i'm a definite fixer working out of solutions for people and if i can help people then i absolutely will and you know within the community same thing if i can help people i will and if i'm not sure of the answer i'll go and find it out because you know sometimes you have to get creative with things and the final thing really I think is to keep marketing and keep doing your own content marketing. So talking to people about what you do, get yourself on all of the different platforms. Some of my colleagues are doing this on LinkedIn. Must say, I haven't done lives or or videos on LinkedIn. So my own message to myself, but certainly the other platforms as well. So Instagram's really visual, great for essay. But, you know, obviously Facebook, you're going to have your business page and, you know, keep getting out there, making contact with more and more people and let them know what you do. Let them know what you're about. Let them know how you're trying to help people. And if you're not a whiz with marketing, you know, outsource it to people who are and, you know, make sure you've got your website up and running and, you know, just keep in touch with people essentially as much as possible. So that they know you're still there. They know you're still active because potentially if you were fully booked and you felt you didn't need to market, but things aren't working well, just keep on with the marketing and then you'll get more and more inquiries and you'll be able to, you know, potentially expand but also first of all sort out your current issues because you're going to have that demand it's all about generating an awareness of what you do because the demand is there you just want people coming to you okay so i hope that's helpful i will quickly summarize these things so the first thing is monday to friday contractors get that to pay profitably for you so yeah make profit on 16 nights a month work out ways of doing that so second thing is revenue management make sure that your lowest rate in something like price labs is what you actually want and not something ridiculously low or you'll get over and above that depending on how it's working you know monitor it don't just slam it in and just think oh that's done think about how you can reorganize your current guests who really like you change your occupancy a bit you know layouts and different properties that could be set up with more beds or doing less frequent cleans but still you know keeping it really nice laundry and everything just slightly alter it so that your costs come down provide an awesome service that people really love coming back and that you're their go-to but they really value you it's not just because you're cheap because you'll never just compete on price you just get driven down and down One night stays, protect yourself so that you know you're okay and do your due diligence on your guests so that your places don't get trashed. Think about your COVID-19 cleans and get accredited as well. If you're getting Monday to Friday stays, think about how you manage that in terms of your admin and not endlessly email bombing your guests. Get out there, get cold calling people. LinkedIn, just get out there talking to people. Find out what they need. There's lots of things starting to happen. Yes, we've got a bit of lockdown coming back, but potentially if the work still continues, particularly in the contractor market, perhaps in you know other infrastructure areas, because you know our population's still expanding. We've still got all the utilities need work. Get out there, develop those relationships and keep marketing keep letting people know who you are and what you do all right then guys i hope you have a great week and i look forward to speaking to you again soon if you've got any questions please do go to the service accommodation secrets facebook group or page so if you're not a member of the group go to the page please and have a look make a comment and ask to be added to the group and i will add you please answer the questions though if you're asking to join the group because it's always really valuable to know where people are or what they need help with awesome take care guys sharing the secrets of success